Welcome to Meet the Filmmakers at the Apple Store, Regent Street in London. Please welcome our guest moderator, TV host, Rick Edwards. Good evening. Uh, welcome to this Apple Store Meets the Filmmakers event. Uh, it's an extravaganza. Uh, the film is Divergent. Are you familiar with the Divergent? Okay, good. Um, the people you're going to be meeting are Shailene Woodley, Theo James, and the director Neil Berger, um, based on the unbelievably popular books by Veronica Roth. Um, we're going to be joined by those people very shortly, but now just to sort of whet your appetite a bit, Here's the trailer. The future belongs to those who know where they belong. You're nervous, aren't you? Why would I be nervous? We're just gonna decide the rest of our lives. You're different. If you don't fit into a category, they can't control you. They call it divergent. You can't let them find out about you. And what if they already know? Then you're already dead. The system removes the threat of anyone exercising their independent will. Divergents threaten that system. It won't be safe until they're removed. I know who you are. If you want to survive, follow me. They're gonna kill me. I'm not gonna let that happen. You have to trust yourself. You're a poor blend of impulses and impurities. Don't try and define me. It's a good trailer. It's a very good trailer. Uh, so please welcome Shailene Woodley, Theo James, and Neil Berger. In a minute. Here they come. Keep cheering and whooping and so on, because it makes them feel welcome. And then they'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of you genuinely sound like you're in pain. Um, how are you all? Good, good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how are yeah. you? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm great. This How's is, it? look at this. This is yeah. nice, isn't it? Thanks for coming out. It is unsafely packed in here, I would say. Um, <laughs> As I uh, mentioned briefly in the, in the intro, um, the divergent world created by Veronica Roth is, uh, has this huge pre-existing fan base. Um, the books were bestsellers. Did that influence you or make you think differently about getting involved with this project? Start with you, I guess, Neil. Well, it's actually, I mean, you, the main thing is that it's, gr it's really hard to get a movie into the in, you know, scene these days you know, to find your audience. And so to have a built-in audience of all these people that are so enthusiastic about the book is, you know, it's an incredible advantage. So, you know, it's a little daunting. You want to be faithful to the book um, and have people like it. But then it's, it's also great that there's this built-in audience. Uh, would you guys agree? Yeah, I think so. People ask, is there kind of pressure? But I think once you've kind of, you have the part and you're, you know, you have to kind of be fairly strong and forthright with your ownership of the character. So you kind of have to block that out. And, um, you know, I, I think already I kind of felt that I had a parallel with the character anyway. So it felt fairly natural. 
Ooh. <laughs> and that's French. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a f he's he's a Mexican in the film actually. <laughs> Cuatro. Yeah. <laughs> Such a bold decision to take as an actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Shailene? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with basically what both of them said. You know, it's nice that there is a built-in fan base, but when you when you do a film, you're sort of stuck in the in the bubble of what the director's vision is and what the script is. And as important as the book is, uh, at the end of the day, you're you're making a movie based on the mm -hmm. script, not the book. And and it, it's a big action story, really, with big themes within it, but also uh, running concurrently and, uh, and around this kind of quite personal love story. Basically, there's a lot of stuff going on and having to coexist. Was that difficult to achieve for you, Nip? Well, that, that was the challenge to balance it, to make it in sort of an intimate story, from a very personal story from Triss's point of view and have it be in her head, but then it's on this kind of grand societal stage, you know? It's, it's about where do you belong and, you know, who am I, but it's also about how can we live together, you know, how can we get along as a, as a society or as a people. And obviously asking a lot of your actors, these two in particular, I guess, to, to balance those things. Yeah, no, but I mean, they were certainly the best actors to do it. You know, they're so great. And, um, you know, they're, they're both just fantastic. And so that was easy. Yeah, but we, we found definitely we had to keep an eye on that, didn't we? Like, you know, to, to always bring it back to, I mean, together, really, to remember that there was a, you're, you're telling the story because of the, the interaction of the people. And it's, a, it's kind of pretentious as it sounds it's like a human story because yeah. you get mixed up in the uh in the big sequences and the action and stuff so yeah just look into each other's eyes basically yeah just <laughs> make sure we got those eye shots yeah. <laughs> we'll be all right yeah. yeah um the the Triss character is very complex and and, and multi-layered um how early on did you find Shailene and, and know that she was going to be right for the role? Well, Shailene was my first choice for the role as when I when I took the job. Actually, I'd seen her in The Descendants, which is the movie you know the George Clooney movie, which is so great. But but to me, Shailene steals that movie actually, and she had the which Clooney was furious about. He was really yeah, <laughs> still angry. But um, he uh, for me, Shailene had this sort of perfect combination of of rebelliousness and and um, vulnerability in that movie that wasn't exactly what Triss was going to be, but had the same kind of thing of Triss having a certain kind of innocence and then uh, uh, you know a really um, an inner strength actually to um, you know to survive in this world. So she was my first choice when when I arrived. You know, began the movie. Um, and did you find the character of Triss easy to relate to? from the off, Shailene? Yeah, I, did. I mean, I definitely um, relate to Tris, especially when I was her age. I think I, I, a lot of what she was going through I found resonated with who I was. Last year. At that. Yeah, yeah, last year. <laughs> uh, a few months ago, actually. Um, but, you know, when you when you do go through so many changes when you're about 17, 18 years old, and, and um, for Tris to be in such a heightened reality and yet still at the core, I, I love that at the core she was a very normal girl trying to figure out who she was while also having to sort of um, rise to the occasion and s save the community around her or, or take that upon herself to, to join hands with everyone and, and lead the way. Um, what were your references character-wise? Did, did you have any? Did you go a lot from the book? Did you talk to the author? Did you talk to Neil? Or did you just kind of... 
I didn't talk to Veronica too much about uh, Tris in general just because I felt like my loyalty was to Neil because, again, the, the movie we were making was based on um, the script that he was working on with the writer and, and whatnot. But um, I did go to the book for reference a lot of times the night before, before a big scene, because it was written from Tris's point of view. There was a lot of gaps that were filled in that weren't necessarily in the script. Okay. Um, I'd like to have a, a quick look at uh, a clip now from the film, and this is essentially a sort of wooing masterclass, uh, in my opinion, for, from uh, Theo's character Four. So we're gonna have a look at that now. Points for bravery, Stiff. You right? You cut me. I meant to. You meant to? I think he was gonna let you off without a scratch. I'd still be standing there if I hadn't hit you. So am I supposed to thank you? You're supposed to be smart. If I wanted to hurt you, I would've. Yeah, and that, that is wooing in a nutshell, really. You, you slightly cut a girl, and then you threaten her afterwards. And they, let me tell you, putty in your hands. Um, four is, again, a very uh, multi-layered character, and I can imagine difficult to cast. How, how long did you have to look before you found Theo, Neil? Well, it, we felt like we were going to have a really easy time. We had such an easy time with, with Shailene, and we were going to have a sort of a worldwide search for Tris, and then we, you know, we decided in the, our first week of you know, pre-production. And so then we turned our you know, eyes to Finding Four, and it was not so easy. I mean, Shay is a, a really fierce actress. She's really strong. And it was, we, we, we saw, we auditioned, Every young actor in the world, I'm not kidding, we saw people obviously in LA, but in Australia, here, in Germany, in Denmark, you know, everywhere. And um, we just couldn't, we couldn't find anybody that was sort of strong enough to go up against Shay. And, um, which sounds sort of crazy, but it is something, when, when two actors get together, there's, a, there's an energy. And, and um, so we needed somebody that was, I always said about four, that if he took a step towards you, you would sort of involuntarily take a step back. And finally, we found Theo, and, um, and, I, and I was so relieved and happy. And then we, had a, we did a screen test um, with Shailene and, and Theo, and it was fantastic because it actually had that quality of, of um, you know, of this really strong, powerful guy, and and stronger than than Shay. So in in sort of an intimidating kind of presence, which was great, and a great actor, and you know all all of it, the whole the whole package, obviously. Um, so was the <laughs> just get that just pr transcribed, printed out on your CV. I think yeah, yeah. it's a great self. Get tattooed on myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there a point during that casting process then that you were starting to panic and think, where, yes. where is my four? Yes, we, we were going, uh, you know, we were moving into, you know, into production. We had sets being built and things like that. And so, yeah, so it was a, it was a huge relief and actually more that it was a thrill actually to see them together. And um, so, yeah, it was great.
So if you were building sets, I assume you were getting calls from producers and sort of money men going, and have you cast four now? And, th- and you going, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, 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 nearly, nearly. Yeah, we got it. We got it under control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't you worry about that. Um, you've, you've said in, in interviews before, Theo, that there's a bit of um, kind of Paul Newman about four. Um, in, in, in what ways do you think? Um, when I when I read the book, I kind of uh, what I responded to was a, a certain stillness uh, to him and uh, and an ability to be really present and to be listening at all times, but not necessarily having to to be speaking and not necessarily having to be loud or kind of forcing any sense of masculinity on someone. Um, and there's a sense of in his character, there's a sense of kind of mystery and danger, but then. There's always something behind his eyes. There's always an, a, a kind of an empathy or something. And I thought that, and Paul Newman for me was a good reference because he is, he is that kind of, well, he was that kind of actor. You know, there's always something going on and you're never sure exactly what side of the line he, he lies on. But, but you kind, there's a warmth there as well. And, and I, I guess it's sort of about a, a presence then. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted, it, yeah, the idea of a man who, who you feel his presence in the room, but he doesn't have to speak. And he can look at someone and he can look at Tris and he's not staring around and like, I'm going to kill you away. But as in just, he's, he's so present and strong in, in his own sense of self that he doesn't have any qualms about being that guy, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, cool. You're very much, I mean, and Theo, one of the things that was so, that I'll never forget in the room when you first walked in is you possess that as, as just a person yourself. You're able to walk into a room and sort of demand attention without saying anything, without even making eye contact with people. And I think it's a very rare quality to have, especially in an actor. I mean. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely true because what you said is absolutely what was necessary for the character, but somebody else might have thought that as well, but they, they had would, to act it but they wouldn't be able to, yeah, they wouldn't be able to do it, so. But Nia, I remember when uh, I came in for the audition before I met Shay, he came downstairs and he was like, hey, man, what's up? And I was like, hey, is it good, man? And he's like, uh, Shay's pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Part of me was like, what do I do with that? <laughs> and then the other, yeah. the, other, the other half of me kind of laid down the gauntlet in a good way. So I came in and just punched her in the stomach. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Showed her who was boss. It's nice for the director to just come down before an audition and put the frighteners on, you know. <laughs> and just go, good luck and everything, but it's no, going to no, be no. really hard. Right. <laughs> well, it's who, who rises to that, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess, Theo, you know that you are going to be the object of thousands of teenage girls sort of drooling affections. <laughs> Some of whom are here representing. Um, are you are you kind of ready for that? I was born born ready. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which actually, when you analyse that as a statement, is really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, sure, just came means, out like a really. little Don Juan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Don Juan. Uh, I, I, um, I think it's, it's what I like is the character is not like what what is great about the way Neil constructed it and, and when we saw it eventually is their relationship isn't one of I, I, I think it's a really interesting love story and it has all that chemistry and tension and, and all that kinetic energy but it's not one of kind of deep panting breathing and kind of batting eyelashes it's quite quite strong and functioning if that makes sense mm. so, so that's what I kind of warm towards and then and w- when they finally get together it's it's a really good payoff because you haven't had lots of um, kind of you know 
heavy Intimate breathing. Basically. Oh, you're right. Yeah. There's no sort of moony looks. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, moony looks is a good way of describing it. <laughs> um, how was the um, how was the fight training and stuff? You both look like you can handle yourselves now. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was fight choreography is something I've never. You've done that before. You've done it before, right? And something. Yeah, 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 It's it's interesting. Just outside pubs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> real training. Um, it's interesting though because you have to you have to sell a punch or sell an elbow and make it look really tough and really um, intimidating, and yet know your own power and your own strength. You're able to stop it a few inches from your neck. I remember I was doing a fight scene with Miles Teller and I had to like hit him in the throat and the stunt coordinator, he's this guy, he's got an eye patch and he's like quite tough and um, like really, really big. And he was like, just hit him, hit him hard, do this. And he's like telling me how to do it. I'm like, I'm gonna choke him if I do that. So you have to really be, you have to sell the strength and yet also handle, you know, your own. And so it's interesting. It was something I'd never done before. It was pretty fun. Yeah. And also, um, you have to be like aware of, of the situation at all times. Yeah, you definitely you definitely have to sell it. I remember I had I kind of trained with a, a guy, an MMA dude, kind of separately to the shoot a couple of days a week, and he um he like the third day we're doing it, I was obviously fairly kind of knackered from shooting or whatever, and he was like put gave me the headgear, and I was like yeah um man like uh, kind of in the middle of shooting a film, so you know I, I really shouldn't you know get punched in the face, and he was like it's good. To get punched in the face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I had a, the mask on. So, so the mask. But you also <laughs> didn't want to... The scream mask. I mean, what was great is actually we put you guys, you guys, through the, the initiates all through a training process, a, a boot camp. And it was, I don't know how often you did, but sometimes uh, Theo would run... The boot camp. Yeah. We did about three days of boot camp yeah. with like the whole with with us and then as all of the Dauntless really essentially every um, everyone who is a Dauntless was in part of it maybe like sixty people seventy people. Yeah, and I yeah and I took them as character through kind of a, a training day basically for for two or three days, which is good actually. And it, it you know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but you know I'm in character, I have the accent, and everyone's in a way it set a good precedent for when you get on set because everyone kind of suddenly. Suddenly you're, you're in a space which feels semi-real so that when you eventually do get on set and there's a big, you know, 60 uh, key background, they, they, they've already kind of experienced it in a, in a funny kind of way. Some of them didn't like it, right? Miles didn't like being ordered around, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've uh, never done it. the whole method acting thing. Like, I've just never done that before, so I thought it was sort of a joke. And uh, Theo was, like, going up and down the aisles and he was like... Do this, do that, do this, do that, and I was sort of laughing to myself. And he comes up and he's like, "Give me 20 push-ups," and I was like, "I'm not doing that." And he was like, "Give me 20 push-ups," and I was like, "I just started laughing." And you were serious, and then I got embarrassed and had to do 20 freaking push-ups in front of like 70 people, 80 people. I was mad for like an hour. <laughs> um, did you get damaged at all? It looked like you must have got battered at some points. I mean, Shay, she's obviously in every, uh, you know, every frame of the movie. So she was pretty, you took a couple of kind of knocks. fell off the train. Fell off the train. Because we yeah. had to actually, we, there was a, a train line created with a proper train car. So we had to be running and jumping off the trains all the time. Um, and Shay fell off the train at one point. Because obviously you have to do it loads and loads of times. So inevitably that's going to happen at some point. And, uh, but you took a real knock. But. You didn't even. She didn't even want to go to the hospital. He was just like, "You're right," and she was definitely concussed. Which like, no, let's carry on. Yeah, do you remember? <laughs> that? Yeah, I remember. It was terrifying, actually. Yeah, from an insurance point of view, quite yeah, terrifying exactly, as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no other reason. Completely oh freaked God. the studio out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read in the uh, 
in the production notes. But you get given production notes. It's uh, 150 pages long. Yeah. Too long. Page 79. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I found a, a, a quote that I really liked, which was this um, about you, Shady. Um. She likes to be dropped off for two weeks in Maine and then live on her own with a gun and a hatchet. <laughs> what? Um, not a hatchet. In, it would it, probably be more like a machete. Uh, uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, I'm not dropped off I'm, uh, like a helicopter, like ding. Um, but I do have I do have friends sort of scattered out in in random remote parts of America who live off the grid. So it's fun to sort of crash with them for a little while, you know, and, and remove myself from technology and whatnot. That's when I knew I wanted her in the movie. Yeah, that, that, that I knew right that she could vibe, do the right? acting, but then I knew that you know, finding that out, I knew that she could do the, uh, you know, the fierce warrior stuff. So. Um, Kate Winslet does uh, a fantastic evil turn. Uh, let's have a, a look at a clip now of her in evil action. For, for it's me. You're in a sim. He can't hear you. Amazing, isn't it? Everything we think of that makes up a person. Thoughts, emotions, history. All wiped away by chemistry. For He's gone. And we're all safer for it. Safer? How are we safer? The brilliance of the faction system is that conformity to the faction removes the threat of anyone exercising their independent will. Divergence threatened that system. Don't get me wrong. There's a certain beauty in your resistance, your defiance of categorization. But it's a beauty we can't afford. Yeah, good stuff. Um, what was it like working with Kate? Amazing. Yeah, really, really, really good. She's very fun and nice and uh, sweet, as well as being a kind of consummate actress and someone that we revere as, as a, you know, kind of what she's done. But what, what we were saying before is that with Janine, which was really interesting, especially when we saw it, was because she inherently... She's a great actress, but she actually has an inherent warmth and kind of inability to kind of feel empathy towards her. Her character portrayal of Janine isn't just simply the kind of bad guy. She's, she's also someone that you understand what she's motivated by. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting. sort of about where that came, comes from and, yeah. and uh, what her motivations well, she are. She has sort of a maternal quality in the beginning yeah. of the movie. She's almost like a second mother to you in a strange way. You know, we I were sort of playing with crush, that idea. I a crush on Tris, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in it was a maternal, maternal thing. Move on from maternal crushes, <laughs> I think. Um, now uh, to a question I imagine you get asked about 20 times a day. Uh, which faction? Which faction? Yeah. Just give your answer and you know, just move on. My standard answer is Gryffindor, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be uh, like a mix of Dauntless and uh, Erudite, I think, yeah. Uh, you know, abnegation. Okay. <laughs> oh, people are... Yeah. Oh, I know. Real Thank pissy. you for your yeah. sympathy. No, no. I know. I gave and gave and yeah. gave, and nobody <laughs> said thank you. Yeah. Shailene? Uh, I'd probably be a mix between Dauntless and Amity. Okay. I think that, I mean the, the the mixture is a bit of a cop out because they're not really yeah. providing that as a mostly as an option, are they? We would, would be all be factionless. Factionless yeah. would be a nightmare. Yeah. No, it'd be great. You wouldn't what? have anyone telling you what to do. None of the factionless people in the film look happy. No. <laughs> have you read the second book? No. All right. Okay. Fine. There we go. Fine. Fine. <laughs> um, there's a there's a a huge 
principal cast, more than you'd, you'd, you'd see in most films, I think, like 12 or 15 main parts, um, which is a lot to manage. How did you cope with all of those actors on set now? It was a lot. I mean, there's a lot of story in we the movie. We had a wrangler. Yeah, we had a wrangler. Yeah, an actor wrangler. <laughs> Me. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of characters in the movie and a lot of, a lot of actors to go with them. And um, they were, it was, it was fantastic, but it was a, it was a challenge to get all of their storylines in. And, um, and, you know, there's obviously there's Kate Winslet and there's, you know, um, Ashley Judd and Tony Goldwyn. And, but then, as you say, there's this group of, you know, there's a dozen people who are under the age of 25 or something like that, which was great fun. They're all great actors. They're all good people, and they're all, you know, fearless and willing to do what they needed to do and, you know, slightly, um, you know, not completely focused all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Christian Madsen. <laughs> Miles um, Teller. What was, the, uh, what was the look that you were, you were going for in terms of the, the landscape? Cause it's kind of a it's a dystopia, but it's sort of masquerading as a utopia, I guess. Yeah, I think that that's right. Actually, I wanted to do. You know, you see, we've seen other movies set in the future and that are that are dystopic or post-apocalyptic, and so one idea was to do it a little bit differently, and that was to, in in two ways. One was to play it as kind of a communal utopia to start with. Tris wants to belong in this society. She wants to find her place in it. So we wanted to show the world as a place that was worth becoming a part of that was it seemed to be a successful society to start with and so we kind of shot it in a you know with warmer tones and with kind of a luminosity to start with and then we also wanted to shoot it in a without with a, as little sort of digital visual effects as possible so we shot on the streets of Chicago we used Chicago really as a you know as a character in it I was gonna say it doesn't look to the sort of untrained eye, like there's much CGI in there. It looks a lot more real than the, the kind of sci-fi landscapes I'm, we're probably accustomed to. Yeah, as it turns out, there is a lot, but it's kind of invisible. You know, it's yeah. sort of knitting the scenes together or removing things or just adding a few sort of futuristic flourishes. Okay. Um, Chicago actually does look like that right now. Yeah, it's no, that's the way. weird. Yeah. What you mean, with the windmills and stuff? Yeah, yeah. the lake yeah. gone. <laughs> the craters and all. I think that was actually a, a really interesting because I remember Neil. We talked about that at the beginning of filming, and I thought that was a, definitely an interesting way to go because, you know, Neil was saying you need to set up a functioning society to buy into in the first place, and then you have somewhere to go when the fissures and the cracks start appearing, and this society kind of starts crumbling. Whereas if you introduce a world which kind of you, you, you know, doesn't seem particularly well functioning, then there's not there's not any room to to either to kind of. Yeah, and I know. guess there's less believability as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly oh, yeah. Really, yeah. There's yeah. less believability, because why would these people, yeah, yeah buy into this? Um, this is, we know this is a film based on um, YA fiction, but it isn't, this is not just for young adults, this film, is it? I mean, there's a, it's quite dark in places, so you're expecting this to have a, a sort of broader appeal. I, I think it does have a broad appeal, but you're right. I mean, it's obviously it's based on a young adult novel, but for me, I wasn't, you know, making, I didn't feel like I was making a young adult film. I wasn't making a film for young adults. It appeals to young people, obviously, but for me, you know, I thought that the themes in it were interesting for everybody, whether you're 18 or 28 or 48 or whatever. So, yeah. And it's obviously, it's, it came out in the United States uh, and North America about a week ago, and it's, people seem to like it. So, it's, it's doing well, yeah. Um, let's have a, maybe a last clip. Uh, this is quite a sort of dark, um, brutal scene. Oh, good. Yeah. 
you uh, feeling a little better? Yeah, I'm fine. Grab the rail. Or don't. You got three options. Hang there and I'll forget your cowardice. Fall and die. Or give up. But if you give up, you're out. That, uh, that scene in the film made me think to myself, I just want to be in a situation once in my life where I get to say to someone, grab the rail, or don't. I really liked it. It <laughs> made a big impression on me. Um, are you looking forward to uh, the next two films? They start shooting soon, right? Yeah, we start the next one sometime later this summer. Don't really know exactly when, but yeah, we are. It'll be weird though because I'm not directing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was it's it was this one that bad for you, Neil? <laughs> um, no, but it's it was we. There's real, not we, time. We finished editing. Like on, I looked at a, the final print of the movie on March second or something oh, like wow. that, which was whatever three weeks ago, four weeks ago. So. It was, there was just, at, for a while I thought I was going to be able to do it, but then um, I was going to edit it and prep the next movie, but then it just, we started, we shot some additional scenes to kind of explain the world better and some other things, and once we started doing that, it was too crazy, and then, so there was no, it was going to be impossible, so somebody else doing it, yeah. You're going to miss this guy though, right? Oh yeah, it'll be it'll be so weird because I mean Neil A is the one who cast us, and so from the very beginning has been it's been his vision and sort of this world that he's created, and and so I honestly it, like it doesn't feel real. I keep wanting to be like, oh yeah, see you. Like it's, it feels it's it's so sad. It's weird. It's, it'll be weird. Yeah, yeah, and we've kind of gone on the whole journey together, um, so it does feel kind of strange and surreal. But I, I mean, you'll be able to. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an executive producer yeah. on it, so I'll You'll be... You'll come uh, and visit, won't you? you? Really? I'll come yeah. and visit, yeah. Oh, my God, that's yeah. fantastic. So you, can whis you, can, you can whisper in my ear, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll relay it. We'll have two directors <laughs> yeah. directing yeah. us. Yeah. Do it a little bit differently. Yeah. <laughs> just keep going up to the and going, would you have done that? No. <laughs> um, just some uh, miscellaneous stuff, just to clear things up uh, for me. Um, some things I thought when I watched the film. The capture the flag scene... Um, just looked like it was amazing fun, was it? So much fun, just yeah, Just like yeah. a big sort of paintball game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was It was a really hot, hot night, wasn't it? No, it was, it was a freezing night. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, yeah, good yeah. point. It was yeah. freezing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was early April much, in Chicago. It was like 35 <laughs> degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. I thought it was boiling. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Fahrenheit. Having some kind of... Am I old? No, am I that's, old? I'm that scene was actually really... <laughs> it was fun because it was completely lit by flares, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there weren't any lights other than flares. There were a few other lights, but that was the that So was the it actually light. felt sort of like there was something intense going on versus us just being like, oh, green screen explosion, oh, green screen, green screen explosion. Uh, did you keep your costumes because they're snazzy as hell? Yeah, you wear yours to bed every night. Yeah, I wear mine down the street. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, That's why you think it's hot the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just constantly in that yeah. jacket, um, riding futuristic motorcycles. Not that I do that in the film. Uh, no, I didn't keep it, no. You? Nah. Unlucky. You? Well, you get to wear they're, them again. We, we <laughs> have, they're just waiting for them to get yeah, back exactly. in them. Exactly. Take them when the, the other films are done. Uh, and last thing, um, Dauntless always jump off the train, jump onto the train, jump off the train. 
why not wait until the stop closest to where they're going and then get off? Because they don't have to. Yeah, no, good yeah. answer. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll just see if I was dauntless, which I clearly wouldn't be, I would ju I'd just wait for the stop. Just yeah. tap my oyster card and uh, off I go. Um, okay, I think we've... Uh, yeah, we have got time for some questions from... Do I, Oh, no one wants to ask questions. Okay, we, we'll just end it. Um, uh, so I think the first time I went, saw it go up was, was here. Mike's will come over. Hi, I saw the film last night and I thought it was absolutely incredible. So well done. Thank you. And... Um, Oh shit, my question's gone. Oh no. <laughs> uh, was there a particular scene in the book that you were looking forward to um, adapt to the screen? Um, uh. I, I, I like the uh, end sequence where, um, you know, it's essentially a kind of big, it's the big climax of the film, but uh, the, the bit between where Four and Triss are fighting and then, and then she kind of wakes him up. Um, because there's a, there's a, it's a great kind of action sequence, but then at the heart of it is, is the, something between them, some kind of emotionality. So I was kind of looking forward to that. And it, Four gets to unleash on, you know, some hell. Um, I was looking forward to the zipline scene, actually, because in the first script, it wasn't in there, and then you guys, you added it back in, and um, so I was really excited to film it. What I didn't realize is that we wouldn't actually be doing the zipline, so it was like... You did a little bit. You, we did a you little were bit, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we strung a, you know... But did we actually use that? We that did, yeah. yeah, 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 so for the end of it. So we did a little bit in the streets of yeah, Chicago, but the majority of it was in a sling in a stage with right. green screen <laughs> ginormous fan yeah. like the size of that window blowing at me with Neil and a microphone megaphone over the fan going now react to your left now squint <laughs> now be scared <laughs> it's hard to do but it turned out really well yeah, it's Theo's yeah. favorite it scene it is my favorite scene genuinely my favorite scene I love that because the song as well I've said this like 60 yeah. times so, but anyway yes I like it uh, okay uh, yes yes there. yep with glasses hi um uh, I got to see the movie last night, well, yesterday. Uh, thank you for the movie, it's amazing. Uh, but I have a question for Shay. I was wondering, uh, but there's uh, very emotional scenes. I was wondering how you managed to act that scenes. I mean, I think a lot of us almost or cried <laughs> in that um, scene, so I was wondering, I don't know. Yeah. Why do you, you cry say? when you're acting? <laughs> Um, or, or how do you? Um, you know, the nice, the, the nice thing about this movie is that so much of it is about action that when you do have those um, really emotional scenes, like the scene with Triss's mom and the scene at the end with Four and um, the scene in the beginning with her family, to be able to sort of tap into those deep emotional places sort of felt like a, a nice relief um, from doing fight scenes all day or, or whatnot. And I got really lucky. I mean, the scene with Ashley, Ashley and I really connected on a personal level. And so... It, it was sort of simple in a way for me to imagine that actually happening to her was quite heart-wrenching and heartbreaking and um, holding sort of this limp woman in my arms was was really tragic and uh, so yeah I guess I guess with crying in a really emotional scenes you just have to put yourself in those shoes and just fully imagine um, you know not pretend like it was it's happening to you but if if that scenario were happening in that moment how would you react kind of thing um, so the lady over here is going crazy so why I'm giving her a mic, I don't know. <laughs> well, my question is for Tio. Uh, and I am here representing all the fans from Brazil. <laughs> and uh, we they want to... They don't know that, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> we want to know where your voice comes from. 
<laughs> Your voice. My voice. Ah. I'm joking. Oh, no, okay. I'm joking. I was gonna like, no, how I'm do joking. I answer that one? <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, no, we just want to know where, which one was the most difficult part for you both to do, like the one that you were very afraid of. Um, I'm not not necessarily afraid of it, but we we definitely spent time on the scene where where Tristan four you know get together and they kiss because uh, it only happens once in the movie, and we a we wanted to honor it, and make it good, and make it you know have it have it kind of live and work, but also um, you know Neil as well uh, us three really we did we didn't want it to become. Uh, you know, cheesy or perfunctory there for, there for just the sake of being there. We wanted it to have a real journey in itself in the scene. So we kind of worked on it together, didn't we? We did. We did, yeah. I mean, part of it is that, you know, he has to take his shirt off in that scene. And in so many young adult franchises, especially, there's so many moments like that, right? And we wanted it to feel real. We wanted it to feel genuine um, without it sort of being exploitative and... Um, yeah, yeah. Why not? and there were a few kind of functional things that were slightly difficult with it because it's like they're connecting for the first time. There's quite a lot of you know. He's like, chemistry. yeah, my dad abused me, <laughs> and then um, and then, and have then, to take, like <laughs> then you have to show your tattoos, which are on your back. So it's like you know you're here, and then you're like, oh shit, I need to. Uh, and then and it's then turning around, and then you know, do I put the shirt back on? Or do I keep it? Yeah. We actually filmed it. Of course the scene. you don't. <laughs> yeah, we we shot, we shot it twice. It, yeah, and it didn't work. They came yeah. back to us a few weeks later. They're like, "Hey guys, we got to rewrite that scene and shoot it again because it wasn't good." <laughs> <laughs> Join me in saying thank you. I don't actually say it. Just applaud to say thank you uh, to Shailene, Theo, and Neil. Thank you. Uh, Divergent is Thank out you. on Friday, this Friday, the 4th of April, so go and see it. Goodbye, good night. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>